Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in rural Monticello. This is Sunday, August the 13th, 2023, the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. Accompanist is Marty Sharp. The lector is Roland Banderop. Thank you to Ivan and Linda Eden for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their 60th wedding anniversary. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Marty. I don't know if you know this or not, but Marty is playing this morning and did it on last minute. Uh, Pete is in uh, Iowa City moving his son in to college. And so, Marty, thank you for the last minute. We're glad to have you with us this morning. I'd like to just share a couple of announcements with you. I hate to do this, but I want to do it at the beginning of the service and then pass a clipboard around. This announcement comes from Robin Andreessen, who is vacationing with her family in Michigan. She says, Pastor, can you share this announcement on Sunday? The Ice Cream Social is coming up on September 10th. That's the kickoff of Sunday school. We need pies for the Ice Cream Social. If you're interested in being a pie maker and to make pie, if you would be so kind to fill out this sheet on the back side. If the other announcement to share with you is if you were not a part of the picture directory in 2017, meaning that you are new to Wayne Zion in the last couple of years and you haven't had your picture taken, I want you. I need you. Uh, uh, thanks to uh, Roland Banderob. He is gifting to this congregation uh, picture, taking your picture to put it on to our uh, servant keeper. Uh, it's a wonderful gift uh, that he does. Um, he has a gift of doing this and does it as an occupation, but he is not going to do portraits for you. That's not what we asked Rollin to do. We've asked him to help us update our existing directory, and we're going to do this through Servant Keeper. So, if you weren't in this book, 
I want you to sign up and put your name, email, and uh, phone number so we can get a hold of you. I'm going to have the office call. We have 54 slots to fill. to have pictures taken here at Wayne Zion starting the end of August. So I'm going to send that clipboard around. Pies and pictures, I'm calling it. The other thing, I want to thank those who have been bringing their abundance here to church and sharing in the social hall. You will find an abundance of vegetables. This is just a reminder, if you leave an offering, a, a special offering, that will go to our food pantry. And so by picking up some of those yummy vegetables grown right here in Jones County, not too far, maybe in Wayne Township, if you leave a donation, it goes off to our food pantry. I have some kids saying, Pastor, that's enough of the announcements. Let's get going. And so the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray together the prayer that we find here printed in our bulletin for this 11th Sunday after Pentecost. O oh God, our defender, storms rage around and within us and cause us to be afraid. Rescue your people from despair, deliver your sons and daughters from fear, and preserve us in the faith of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I invite Roland to come forward so that we may hear God's holy word for God's holy people. The first reading is from 1 Kings. At Horeb, the Mount of God, Elijah came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks and pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after a wind, an earthquake. But the earth, Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out, and stood at the entrance of the cave, then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous to the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazel, king of Aram. Also you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king of Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, of Abel-Mahola, as prophet in your place. Whoever escapes from the sword of Hazel, Jehu shall kill. And whoever escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall kill him. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed down to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. The word of the Lord.
Please join me in reading Psalm 85, 8 through 13 responsively. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying, for you speak peace to your faithful people and to those who turn their hearts to you. Truly your salvation is very near to those who fear you, that your glory may dwell in your land. Steadfast love and faithfulness have met together. Righteousness, righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Faithfulness shall spring up from the earth, and righteousness shall look down from the heaven. The Lord will indeed grant prosperity, and our land will yield its increases. Righteousness shall go before the Lord, and shall reward pathway. The second reading is from Romans 10. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are, you, but how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are, you, how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The word of the Lord. Thank you, God. The gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the gospel. Jesus, he made the disciples get into the boat and to go on ahead to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he, Jesus, came walking toward them on the sea, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed a strong wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him and saying to him, 
you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God, the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I invite the little ones to come forward. Come on up. This is your time. This is your time. Join me. All right. Come on up. Oh, Ethan, I took your spot. I'm sorry. All right. Here we go. We're almost there. We're almost there. You know, uh, what, uh, anybody know what month it is? What August. Is that at the beginning of the month, or beginning of the summer, or near the end of the summer? Near the end. Near the end. What's going on right now in the state of Iowa? What's the big deal? Monty party in the street? The state fair. A or B? Both. All right. Yeah, Monty Days is an opportunity to celebrate. Um, you know, what a wonderful community that we have. And the state fair represents and, and, and reminds us how important agriculture and farming is to Iowa, where we come together. Well, we're kind of at the middle. We're at crossroads in the church. And that's with the season of the church. Anybody know what season we're in? Let's ask out here. Anybody know what season of the church we're in? Like Lynn can't answer that. Anybody know the season of the church? It's the longest one. What was that? Yep, time after Pentecost. The time after Pentecost. And so I thought it would be fitting to remind us where we are in the church year. And so I have the Spark Bible, and I've got a really long story to read. Are you ready? No, it's not long. Here we go. It's all about the Holy Spirit. Can you see this, Parker? You're laughing. What's on your arms? Oh, my gosh. You got tattoos. Will those come off, I hope? No. No, they won't. Okay. Jesus' disciples were celebrating a festival called Pentecost. Now, penta means 50. And uh, 50 days after the Passover is the first cutting of the wheat. And this is the festival of wheat. And so they're coming together, but they call it Pentecost. And so Jesus' disciples were celebrating the festival of Pentecost when suddenly a great wind came. Can you blow? Yeah, a great wind came. Everyone's hair lifted up. Can you make your hair go up? Okay, everyone's hair was lifted up, and there was an amazing noise. Just make noise. Okay, that was good. Whew. They looked at each other, look at each other, look at each other, look at each other. And it looked like each of the disciples had a flame of fire touching him. Go like this, go like this, go like this. Go. Let's see if they'll do it. No, they won't do it. Okay, tongue of fire resting on their heads. The Holy Spirit came just as Jesus promised. And the disciples began to speak in different languages. Okay, somebody speak in German, someone Spanish, someone... Uh, you do Spanish and English. Here we go. See Jane run. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Okay. okay, they were speaking in many languages, right? 
So, the, so uh, languages, they, they never learned. We didn't learn that language, right? You want to try it again, see Jane run? Let's do it one more time. Here we go. And over the, okay, we that just doesn't fly. Peter stood up. I want to tell you about Jesus. He reminded everyone that Jesus had taught them. And he told them how Jesus died and lives again. It's time for us to begin a new life with God's spirit guiding us. Peter said the disciples were excited to live differently, guided by God's spirit. And so inside all of us is the gift of the Holy Spirit. We remember reading, if we confess with our lips and we believe in our heart that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, we are saved. There's nothing that we need to do except simply believe. And you have the gift of God inside of you. And so all you have to say is, I believe. Do you believe in Jesus? Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we believe in Jesus Christ who gives us new life. And Lord, thank you for Jesus sending to us the Holy Spirit that helps guide us and lead us. And I pray, Lord, that you will guide these children and their families in the moments ahead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whew. Okay, I guess you can go back to your seat and we can give them an applause. How you doing, Jack? All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to, this is going to be different this morning. I have prepared a message. I am going to work on this a little bit, but I'm going to share with you what's been going on in my life this week. And so it's a little bit different. You're going to get a witness. You did show up at the Lutheran Church, right? You're going to get a witness this morning. And before I share my witness, I want, whoops, I want us to listen to Simon and Garfunkel's Sheer Silence. We read, Roland read from the Old Testament that Elijah was complaining to God that he was the only righteous person left in the land and God made fun of that situation. But you remember the wind, the earthquake, and the fire. And God showed up in the sheer silence. Now this song that you're going to hear is a painful song because the person, the way that they've written this is that they're locked in their silence. Darkness has, been come, has become their friend. And so at this time, Cole, you want to pull up the sound of silence. Because a vision softly Left to seize while I was sleeping And the vision that is planted in my brain Still remains within the sounds of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Through narrow streets of cobblestone I turn my collar to the cold and down When my eyes are stopped by the flash of a neon light I split the night and touch the sound of silence And 
sound of silence. Sometimes it can be deafening and locking us in. I really sense a connection, if you will, between 1 Kings and Matthew's gospel this morning. Elijah is having this conversation with the Lord. So is Peter. Conversation that's not meant to be just one-on-one, but conversation as though we are there in their midst and standing among them. These conversations are not just for Elijah and Peter, and they call for response, a communal response. We too cannot just hear today's Bible passages and not respond. Well, let me focus on Peter for a second, for a moment. Uh, we're all very familiar with this Bible passage. Uh, we learned it in Sunday school. Uh, Some of us might even have a a painting in our house, um, Peace Be Calm, Jesus and Mark's Gospel, where he holds his arms out in the water, calms down. We see Peter climbing out of the boat. We've, We've heard this at Sunday school. We've heard it at vacation Bible school. We probably have heard it in adult Bible studies. We've heard it here Sunday mornings. Every three years we hear this text. And so we're very familiar with it. For me, I like Peter because he, pro, he, pro, he, pro, he portrays, excuse me, he portrays someone with little faith. And I'm here to report to you that this pastor at times has little faith. At times, I have little faith. And Peter, who is the rock in which I build my church, says Jesus. Peter, with little faith, all it takes, children, you know this, all it takes is faith the size of a mustard seed, and we're all children of God. That's all it takes. Faith is what the Bible calls us to. Like the question that's that's posed to Martha. You remember this story. Martha and Mary and Lazarus and Lazarus dies. And word is shared with Jesus days before Lazarus' death. And Jesus says, wait, wait. 
Well, we must go now. Your, your, your dear friend Lazarus is not doing well. And Jesus waits one, two, three, four days after Lazarus dies. The reason for the four days, theologians say, in order to be dead and to sign the certificate in those days, you had to be dead for three days. Someone could be in a coma. You don't want to bury someone alive. That would be awful, wouldn't it? Jesus comes on the fourth day. Martha sees Jesus and she leaves the house and is running to her Lord. The house guests that were there to help them in their mourning and, and Mary in her grief, they thought, well, she just needed to run off and have a good cry. And there she saw Jesus and she said, my Lord, my Lord, if you had been here, my brother Lazarus would be alive. And Jesus looks into her eyes and he pulls her up off the ground. He looks at Mary and says, Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. Even though we die, we will live again. And then they had this conversation about resurrection. But I wanted to get right to the point. And what does Jesus say? Mary, do you believe this? This story isn't in the Bible just for, Mar oh, did I say Mary? I'm sorry. Martha, do you believe this? This story isn't in the Bible just for Martha. It is in there for us. Do you believe this? We heard our children say, I believe in Jesus. Peter, who first took that step out into the water, takes his eyes off Jesus. He begins seeing the wind. And he cries out. Lord, save me. And God immediately gives his hand and pulls him out and places him in the boat. And Matthew says, the winds cease. And the disciples are witness to the gospel. And the gospel ends with these words. Do you believe this? Truly you are the son of God. And they all responded, even though it was Peter's story. It requires a response from us, does it not? Again, a passage that we are all so familiar with, Elijah and Elisha. Elijah, that great prophet, he has had it. These stiff-necked people, he has been sharing God's word of grace, of forgiveness, redemption, but all they see is misery. And he goes to the Lord on the same, theologians believe, on the same mountain that Moses went when he was called out by the burning bush that wasn't consumed. And he went to the cleft of the rock of that supposed place and said, I'm it, I'm all that's left. And the Lord's voice says, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And then there's this wind, this ferocious wind. I mean, it is splitting and moving rocks, Roland Red. We experienced derecho, didn't we, here in Iowa and Illinois. The wind can be fierce. An earthquake. Have you ever been in an earthquake? I have not. But my dad was in California when there was an earthquake, and he said, everything moves. 
The ceiling, the wall, the floor, you, the bed, everything is moving. You can't get equilibrium. You're out of control. And things are falling. And then the fire. We've seen some fires. Do we see what happened in Hawaii? You don't have much time. Fires are loud and fast and take your breath away. It's awful what's happened to our neighbors in Maui. But God was not in those things. Although as a pastor through faith, I'll tell you, God was with Elijah. But God wasn't. The wind, the earthquake, and the fire. And in the sheer silence, Elijah hears the voice once again. Elijah, what are you doing here? And he repeats his story. And God says, you have more work to do. Go back into the vineyard. There are many, many people who haven't worshipped Baal. Go. And I want you to anoint Hazel, Yehu, and Elisha. The story or the experience of faith and response are not just for Peter and Elijah, but for us. And to go and to be anointed and to anoint those to help. And God hears. So here's the witness. On Monday, I was feeling chewed up and spit out. And it's not anyone's fault. It's how the pastor felt on Monday. You know, we can choose how we feel, right? We don't have to catch balls that are thrown at us. Sometimes I catch them because I'm human. Not anyone's fault. And the best thing I did was to keep my mouth shut. And I went to Camp Courageous and I swam 66 laps. My normal thing. I'm not bragging. But I do swim 1.2 miles, sometimes two times a week at Camp Courageous. It clears my mind. And I just let it go, let it go, let it go. And I got out of the water and I'm showering and I'm getting ready and I hear it. I hear it. It was as clear as day. You don't have to do this alone, Pastor. You don't have to do this alone. As many of you know, um, we have been putting out there, and we've been talking about it for a while, and we've been looking for a director of education, Christian education, and we've got zero applicants. Pastor gets himself in a corner every once in a while because pastor is sometimes a people pleaser. Oh, I know. I'm probably 80% pleaser, and 20% I'm feeling so darn guilty because I didn't please the person. Anybody there? Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I'm an introvert. And so I process a lot of things. I, I try to get it out. And, and so I had to go to this home and to ex, sort of unexplain something that I had offered. I don't need to go into the details. And, and I was blown away because I didn't want to go to that meeting. That was the last place that I wanted to go. I put it on my schedule for the last thing in the day. And I go and I deliver bad news. Well, I can't do that. It's out of my authority. 
And the person says, that's okay, pastor. I wasn't expecting that response at all. It's okay, pastor. You've explained it. We understand. And then the person changes the topic altogether and says, pastor, can, I, can we talk about something else? And I'm blown away. And I have a person who is retired, but retired at a young age, who has taught Sunday school for 14 years, who said, I'm interested, Pastor. I've been to church. I've heard you sharing about this. Would it be okay if this were a volunteer push position rather than a paid position? And then they said, you've been talking about children's church. And then they began offering ideas about guest speakers. So children's church starts with the 15 minutes with Barb, 15 minutes with pastor, and doing some fun biblical stories. Maybe you saw some of that, and we can try to get the point across and do other crazy things with the day of Pentecost. And then 15 minutes with someone in this congregation who opens the veil and says, here's the cemetery at Wayne Zion. It's not to be afraid of. These are the people who used to be in the pews, and I'm going to teach you how to walk through a cemetery with good etiquette. Etiquette, etiquette. And I'm like, I need to sign up for that. And sharing these ideas and is embracing Holly and doing service projects and wanting to come along. And I'm like, you're kidding me. I never saw this coming. Someone who is in this very congregation. And I come away a little excited. The day's not over. This is on Thursday. Remember, I put that meeting at last. I've been watching Camp Courageous. I go out there to swim, and I notice that they put these sidewalks in that go up into the woods. And I'm, I take our little dog, Sophie, who's a little bit frightened because she hears, she hears campers' voices, and that just her tail can't get up any closer to her chest from the back end. And finally we get into the woods and she relaxes and we see the deer and we're just having a wonderful walk and we come out of the woods and here comes this couple up on a gator. I wasn't asking for this. And they're struggling. They're struggling in their congregation and I say, stay with your congregation, stay with it. I hear you. And... They don't want to be church jumpers. Stay with your congregation. Pray for your pastor. Stay. And as I visit with the couple, they share with me, our greatest joy is leading Luther League. I haven't heard that word in a long time. They share with me how they have touched teenagers' lives. This couple actually bought a guitar for a high school student who couldn't afford one and wanted to learn how to play the guitar. In return, that student was invited to come back and to do chores in the yard as payment for the guitar. This couple doesn't have children. 
but they adore children. And that person had their high school picture like Johnny Cash with the guitar on the back walking towards the railroad track. I'm told of another story that they share with me. A young lady, she's kind of, it could go this way, it could go that way. Because of the experience that they had with this couple, they came back to thank them. They have two children. The person's spouse is a youth pastor. And they come back and thank this couple. I said, oh my gosh, that's what, those are the gifts that I would really love to put to use. I got out of the pool and I heard very clearly, you don't need to do this alone. And if you just trust me. And these things, I, wasn't, I didn't even go looking for them. I could have stained 10 boards this weekend. I stained one door for Joseph. I was on a high. We are not alone. Life may not always go the way you want it. And I'm, let's face it, I'm 63 years old and your pastor's starting to wear out. But I tell you this, I love, here's what I love. I love being with you in worship. I love visiting shut-ins. I love being in their home. I love talking about their spouse who's been gone that I never met. I love bringing communion to them in their home. And get this, I love teaching confirmation. I never knew that when I came here. It is such a joy. How many parents are here who have been with me in confirmation? Is it, go ahead and raise your hand. I'm going to put you on the spot. Is it a real drag, our confirmation program? No, not at all. Not at all? No, I'm not pressuring you. <laughs> what have you seen the pastor do that makes it kind of strange? Sometimes I jump up and down. Sometimes I teach the book of Esther without reading one word out of the Bible. Sometimes I invite people to come in and share why their faith is important to them so our students can understand why you show up every Sunday. How many of you have been a speaker for Faith Formation Night? And those who don't have your hands raised, I'm coming to you next. <laughs> we don't have to go this alone. And I'm so thankful for my communion assistants, and I'm so, th so thankful for Stephen Ministers. But I need to get away, get out, and let Sunday school take care of Sunday school and parents and to work with someone. And, and I, Barb does all the worship planning. I don't know why she says, Pastor, let's sit down and meet. I agree with her wholeheartedly. Maybe 1% of the time I say, can I change the song? I don't need to be the CEO. I'm willing to be your pastor. I'm willing to visit you at the hospital and when you're shut in, and I'm willing to teach your children confirmation and why faith is important. It's important to me. It's how I ended up being a pastor. And I never saw that coming. Faith is everything. And so I want us to now close my time with this song, We Are Not Alone. We are not alone. We are not alone. God is with us.
to change things up if we can turn to the Apostles' Creed on 105 and we'll sing the hymn of the day when we get to the offering. I invite the congregation to please rise as we share the affirmation of our faith that we are not alone and that God in Christ through the gift of the Holy Spirit is with us. Let us share our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Confidence, confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let us offer our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of creation. God of grace and faith, your faithfulness is never-ending, and your righteousness becomes ours through the gift of Jesus Christ. Send the church to proclaim the gospel both near and far, in church buildings and on street corners, in person and through digital means. Hear us, O God. God of sky and sea, the plants and animals, mountains and plains, proclaim your glory. Prosper the work of ecologists, and as they teach us new ways to care for the environment, bring relief to areas recovering from natural disasters. We think of our brothers and sisters in Hawaii, on Maui, Hear us, O oh God. God of peace and justice, you call us to live as your beloved community throughout the world. Instill in local, regional, national, global, political, and civic leaders a desire to work for the well-being of all people. Hear us, O oh God. God of care and compassion, you bring assurance when we're afraid. You bring calm to any who are anxious and fearful, and you bless us in our lives. Lord, we pray for those who seek your comfort, those who grieve, those who soothe, for any who are sick. We lift before you Elfrida Tobias and Linda Siebel, Sharon Soper, Teresa Engelbart, Kalinda Stadmuller, Sandy Jensen, and Lord, we learned of Linda Eden's hospitalization in the middle of the night last night as a reacting to poison ivy. Bring relief to her, Lord. And for Dick Meyer and Lynette Mork and, Bob, and Tom Boken, Bill's brother, and Samantha Putz. And Lord, for our sons who have signed up to protect others through the gift of military and establishing Good order, we lift before you Ben and David, Trevor, Dustin, and Spencer, wherever they serve you around the world. Hear us, O oh God. God of new life, you send people to renew both church and society. Lord, I thank you for this past week and the journey that you put me on, things that I didn't see coming and that we're not alone. And thank you, Lord, for the lives of the faithful who lived before us and trusted you. Help us to follow your call. Hear us, O oh God. 
Into your hands, O God, we commend for all whom we pray in the name of the one who reconciled all creation to himself, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day, Eternal Father, Strong to Save, and let's invite our children to go ahead and collect a noisy coin offering for LSI. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us and who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. The... Uh, coffee hour that we're going to experience. Uh, Karen Wheeler uh, would have done it with Etta. Etta's at the State Fair, so Karen is doing on her own. She just left to get ready. We are getting some yummy cinnamon rolls with frosting all over them. Notice that the offering is going to go to the parking lot. I want to share with you that um, I think we're going to uh, make a payment, but what are we at, Terry? Are we, for this year, $7,200 left about $7,200 left uh, for this year, and uh, our payment, our full payment of $21,000 or $26,000, I can't remember exactly, somewhere in there. Twenty-one is annually the first week or second week in December, and we only have $7,200 left. And so please think about the parking lot next year. It won't be a full $21,000. You have done wonderfully well. Uh, the loan that we took out from uh, Citizen State Bank, all that money that we had to borrow for the uh, parking lot, so far, if I'm saying this right, Terry, the money that we borrowed from the bank has totally been paid back, almost all of it. I mean, all the money that's come in has been from, your, from, from our members. It has not come from the Poppy Fund or other funds. It has come from our members. We are so close to paying off the parking lot. Then the other thing I want to share with you. It was a miserable night last night. Liz and I got back from Muscatine and there was these fresh uh, tire marks in our parking lot. I want you to know you've got the best sleuth for watching your parking lot. She knows how to get on those cameras. She sent the picture off to the sheriff's department. We were just getting ready to go to bed, and that person uh, who we, actually Liz took it a step further and put it on her Facebook page, and it was shared by some people. We think that person kind of got upset with us, so they were going to do us, and they came out and did a couple more spins in the parking lot. And I'm glad we began with confession and forgiveness. I heard Liz say things I'd never heard before, but I couldn't make it out. It was a different language. But I want you to know that we had two deputies at our office, or at our office, yeah, at the office over there on the other side of the parking lot called the Parsonage. And uh, Liz presented with them uh, the videos, not only of the donut that was done out here about 6.30 or 5.30 yesterday, but the one that was done at 9.30 at night. And because of our security cameras, the police made an apprehension. Now the thing is, it's not about the tire squeals and the rubber in the parking lot. It's what happens getting here and going. 
because Liz and I immediately went out in that parking lot last night and you could hear that car racing up and down X44. Liz, wasn't it feel good? You slept good last night when they said, we've apprehended the person. We had, what did they say? We have a positive identification. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, just wanted to share that with you. Our parking lot's almost paid for and you have a wonderful parking lot sleuth. With that, receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy and to give you peace. Amen. Let us sing our sending hymn. And I know we got a birthday here. You'll see the little boy wearing a birthday shirt. I don't have Pete and I don't have, uh, but let's just say happy birthday to Cole right there. You want to just wave your hand, Cole, so we can say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Cole. All righty. Let us sing our sending hymn. And uh, when peace like a river, we need that, right? Peace like a river.
Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.